Hey, murder lovers. My name is Mackenzie. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. We have noisy neighbors today, just in case you hear chainsaws in the background. Yeah, nobody's trying to kill us. It's just, unfortunately, some people have picked the rainy weather to do lawn work. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. Literally, it's like, why did you wait for it to rain? Yeah, but we're not getting chased down by a chainsaw-wielding person. (laughs) So irritating. I'm so sorry, you guys. Anywho. Hello. Hello. Today, we are doing a case that I really wasn't super anxious to do. Um, (laughs) But you guys have heard me talk about Amaray. Instagram handle is eyebrows baby on instagram the letter i brows baby she's the one responsible for my eyebrows she had sent me over this case because she'd never heard of it it is the tyler hadley case and i was like girl i know that case i can tell you everything that happened and then i was like maybe i should cover it so cool here we are it's not ringing bells for me but i have a terrible memory when we get into it you'll probably be like oh yes i know that one so Tyler Hadley. So Tyler Hadley was the son of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, who lived in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And they had lived there as a couple for 24 years. They were married. They had their son, Tyler. They also had an older son named Ryan. Mary Jo worked as an elementary school teacher. And she was described as her kids as like the, by her students as the type of teacher that even if she didn't like her students, which teachers always have those students they don't sure. like, but she yep. never gave up on her students, yep. no matter how problematic they were, or if they didn't see eye to eye, it wasn't like necessarily the best teacher student relationship. She mm-hmm. never quit on her kids. Good. Blake was an engineer at the St. Lucie nuclear power plant. So the Hadley house sur- was surrounded by these undeveloped plots of land And it was kind of considered, like, the perfect party house for that reason. But, you know, their neighbors weren't super close to be exposed to everything, but close enough where they would be inconvenienced by it, if you will. Must have been some loud parties then. No parties. Oh. Except for one. Oh. So (laughs) there were no parties at this house uh, to speak of. Like I said, it was a family that lived there. But Tyler was a troubled kid. So when he was 10... He told his neighborhood friend that he was going to kill his parents one day after him and his mom got in a fight. Oh, cool. And, you know, like, kids will say things, you know, where you're like, you're so mad. You're like, oh, I could kill my mom or something like that. I'm... Sure. Yeah. 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 They're not actually going to... Yeah. It's an expression, right? right? Yeah. And his friend, like, kind of calmed him down. They laughed it off. They were like, yeah, I feel like that about my parents sometimes, too, but blah, blah, blah. I mean, 10 years old, though. That's kind of young for that kind of... (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I would have been more inclined to say that at 10 than I... Uh, no, my teenage years were rough. <laughs> right. Like, t- I mean, teenage years is when you're like, you know, you're the one that had me. I didn't ask to be born. Kind yeah. Of situation. True that. True <laughs> that. Yeah. As the years went on, things just didn't improve. By the time our story picks up, it's 2011 and Tyler is 17 years old. Six weeks prior to the main event that we're going to get into, Ryan, his older brother, had just moved to North Carolina to go to college. And so it's just Tyler and his parents that are living at the house at this point. Now, Tyler is six foot one and 160 pounds. Whoa, that's tall. It's tall and thin. Yeah. It's the teenage boy body. (laughs) 
you know? Like, my brother was six foot three and probably 170 pounds. Like, he yeah, was skinny. Too. Yeah. Not these days. He's a <laughs> big man, but <laughs> yeah, back then. That's um, lanky. Yeah, yeah, he's lanky. And so he had been small and kind of chubby growing up. And his mom had made him take injections of human growth hormones. What? Which I was like, is that like actually steroids? But she had, legal? Yeah. She had said that he she didn't want him to get bullied for being small and quote chubby. That's where I get the word from chubby is because that's how she described that's how him. She described him um, soccer or something. I yeah. And like don't alter your kid's height with hormone injections. Like if he's healthy. gonna be short, let him be short. Obviously, like, with the emphasis on his body and everything like that, he developed depression, anxiety. He eventually developed an eating disorder, which is not as uncommon in men as we think it is, but it is much more taboo in men than it is in women. Definitely less talked about. Definitely. He grew into what was once a very polite kid, social kid, to quiet to the point of being almost nonverbal. Oh, wow. As a high school student. Except for the occasional outburst in class where he would just start laughing randomly. And in one instance, he started mooing like a cow. What? That was literally his only participation in class is just like him just randomly like making sounds That's or just like laughing at himself, odd. like maniacally laughing. Like cackling for yeah. no reason. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So while Mary Jo did her best to make sure he wasn't bullied or anything like that, he, he didn't have a lot of friends. It's like, hold my beer, say. mom. Let's, let yeah. me show you. His friends were, quote, the potheads and the pill poppers hmm. and stuff like that. And back then, this remember, this is 2011. This is before weed became more medicinal and there was more science to it like it is now, you know, where, you know, the potheads. You mean for pot? Okay, yeah, okay. for like yeah, yeah. potheads back then are very different than people who use weed now. Recreationally, where, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more science to it now, whereas like kids back then were literally like smoking blades of grass, I swear. And <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing to it. But those were his friends in high school. His parents had taken to him to the psychiatrist. They had enrolled him in substance abuse programs because he was abusing pills. He was also smoking oh, a lot of weed. Okay. He had started drinking and everything like that. At one point, him and his friends had dragged a couch into a wildlife preserve and doused it in gasoline and set it on fire. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they weren't out there on the couches smoking weed. I was like, weed. how cool is that? They <laughs> just have a couch out. in the middle of the woods? No, how they cool. set it on fire. <laughs> but they were only issued a warning for doing this, even though it, like, legitimately could have caused... A wildfire. Yeah. And then on April 10th in 2011... Tyler got into a fight at a friend's house, and he was arrested and charged with aggravated battery. And he was sentenced to a week in county jail and two weeks house arrest. Okay. Because of his age. Yeah. And then in June, he got super trashed and peed on his friend's bed. His mom was obviously super worried about him. She had him admitted to a mental health clinic at this point. And when she admitted him, the person that did the intake asked if you they were afraid that he would hurt himself or them. And okay. she was like, no, we're not afraid that he's going to hurt us, but we are afraid that he will hurt himself. Right. Okay. Famous last words, right? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. So Tyler, like I said, was depressed and she, Mary Jo, was kind of like, this is a family thing. I've struggled with depression. She wanted to address the the cycle, if you will. Mm -hmm. But Tyler 
left the mental health clinic, continued his behavior. He was caught drinking and driving at one point, actually right before this incident that is about to come. And his mom took away his car and his phone at this point. So now we're into July. Tyler starts using his computer and using Facebook Messenger to communicate with his friends. As one does. He told his friends not to reach out to him, not to text him or call him about drugs or anything like that because his mom has his phone. Mom's got the phone. Right. Yeah. And his friend was like, oh, no, your mom has your phone or whatever. And she says, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but like I'm laughing at myself that I have to say this sentence because it's so foreign to my mouth. But he replied to his friend and said, yep, she's a cunt for show. I might kill her. Oh, my God. He said that to his friend? Yeah. Oh, no. It's the for show part. Yeah. Anyway. God. So he says, I might kill her. And his friend replied, OMG, no jail. Or I mean prison, LOL. Like, oh, my God, no, don't do it. You'll go to jail. Like, it's all a joke, right? There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things, a lot of conversations that happen that are obviously teenagers talking and not taking things seriously. Right, they're not taking any bit of... But why would you? If, like, my friend was like, yeah, I might kill my mom. She took my phone. I'd be like, uh, like, don't be dramatic. But, like, yeah, that sucks. You don't have a phone. Right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly... Yeah. Like, that's probably the best response. Like, oh, don't be dramatic. Like, that's as far as you think it's Yeah, it's go. teenagers. Right. But Tyler's pissed about this. He tells his friend, Michael Mendel... Now, remember the name Michael Mendel, because he's going to come up again. Okay, at least it's in literal, so I can (laughs) remember it. M.M. So, Michael Mendel, he tells his friend that he wants to kill his mom. But Michael's like, kids say these kind of things. That's, you know. And they're all around the same age, right? Yeah. Yes, they're all around the same age. So, all week long, Tyler starts, and this, again, is in July. All week long, Tyler is talking about having a party at his house. And no one believes that he's going to do it because Tyler never has house parties. His parents are always there. And they knew that his parents had kind of been up his ass lately and that they weren't just going to, like, ground him and then just leave him for the weekend or something like that. But despite what Tyler's been doing and saying and everything like that, Mary Jo feels like they finally cracked things, that, like, Tyler's starting to seem more like himself. She tells her friends that he's over the hurdle, that he'd been more himself, and they had actually recently traveled to Georgia for a family reunion. And everything was really great when they were in Georgia together as a family. There were no issues. And then on Thursday, July 14th, Tyler hung out with his friend Marky Phillips, who he's playing video games with and watching TV. And Marky later tells investigators that he was really, like, surprisingly calm at this instance compared to two weeks earlier when he had been over at Marky's house and he just suddenly blurted out mid-conversation that he wanted to kill his parents and have a house party. Oh my gosh, just mid-conversation. Yeah, he was just like, I want to kill my parents and have a big house party. Nobody's ever done it. Nobody's ever had a party with the bodies in the house. Ew. And his friend was like, that's gross. Like, don't be weird. And when Tyler came over two weeks later, he said Tyler was like super chill. Like, didn't seem, didn't say anything weird like that again. Was very normal. So he kind of thought it, like, things had passed. passing, yeah. Yeah. And then on Friday, July 15th, the next day, Tyler and his family went to dinner, and then they stopped at the gas station on the way home, and Tyler ran into his friend Cameron at this gas station. He says that he's having a house party the next day and that he should come over. So then Saturday comes around, July 16th, 2011. 
and his friend Matt Noble. I'll tell you when the names, you need to remember the names. These Matt Noble, Cameron, you don't need to, Marky, you don't need to remember any of those, but you do need to remember Mike Mandel. Okay. So his, his friend Matt Noble messaged him and Matt said, did you do it? And Tyler said, no, but I'm gonna. And Matt said, bet you really should now do it. And Tyler said, don't worry, I am. And then he said, then I'm going to have a party. And he said, yeah, party time. That's what Matt said. Yeah, party time. So another friend had messaged him on Facebook that morning. And Tyler said that he was planning on having a party that night. And when his friend asked if his parents were going to be home, Tyler said, nope. And then he said, well, they're leaving soon. Like, oh. (laughs) And then at 1.15 p.m. that afternoon, he posted on Facebook party at my crib tonight maybe so no one took it seriously and everyone knew tyler's parents were home tyler was grounded everything like that so they were all kind of like no way is this gonna happen like you're grounded you got caught like and so everybody went about their saturday so uh, when he posted that he i mean so so there's only a couple people a couple friends that knew he had said i'm gonna kill my parents and have a party yeah. Right? And so not there's everyone... one person who knows that he said, I'm going to kill my parents and have a party. Okay. So... But there's several people that he's talked to about either having a party or killing his parents. Right. Yeah. So when he's posting it on Facebook, I'm sure for the majority, they're just like, yeah, crazy Tyler's Nothing's having a party. clicking here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Crazy Tyler. <laughs> they were like, wow, this will be good for your depression. <laughs> um, so his friends were like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. And then at 8.15 p.m., he posted an update and said, party at my house, hit me up. At 8? 8.15 p.m. Party okay. at my house, hit me up. Mm. His friend replied, what if your parents come home? And Tyler said, they won't. Trust me. So around 5 p.m. that evening, just a few hours earlier, Tyler had taken three ecstasy pills. He had turned on Feel Lucky by Lil Boozy. And he had gone out into the garage and grabbed a claw hammer. Oh, my gosh. And then he had taken his parents' phones and hid them. And then he crept up behind his mom, who was sitting on the computer. And he says he stood behind her for five minutes. That's a long Watching her. Now, that's ecstasy time. time. Not... (laughs) (laughs) So, ecstasy time and normal time, I don't think, are the same thing. But he said five minutes. Okay. Okay. It was probably like 30 seconds probably in a minute. normal right. in sober sober hours. But just the fact that he remembers like, oh, I'm just He just stood there watching her. Oh, cringe. And then, I don't know if she heard a sound or something like that, but she turned to look at him and they caught eye contact and held it before he raised up his hammer and started beating her in the face with it. In the face? Hit her on the head over and over and over again with this hammer. And his mom began screaming, why, Tyler, why? And is screaming because he's hitting her, hitting her, hitting her. (sighs) And Blake hears his wife screaming because they're both home. Of course. And dad is is no 160 pounds. Dad is a full 300-pound man. He comes running down the hallway. And the question in that comes to mind is, how in the world does Tyler overpower his dad? But... There is, there's a couple different theories out there. The one that makes the most sense to me is that Tyler's dad actually turned to call 911 and grab the phone. 
Okay. And he says to Tyler, why did you do this? Why did he do do this? And Tyler says, because why the fuck not? And raises up the Ew. hammer and takes it down on his no. dad. Incapacitates his dad and beats them both until they're dead. Then he wraps towels around their heads to stop the bleeding and drags their bodies into their master bedroom and lays them down side by side and throws a hammer down in the middle of them. In, on their bed? On the floor. The, on the floor. On the floor. Then he begins cleaning up. So he cleans up with some towels, some Clorox wipes. He wipes down everything that has blood on it. Anything that he doesn't wipe down gets tossed into the room. So towels get tossed in there. Clorox wipes get tossed oh, in there. The dirty stuff. Dining room chairs get tossed in there. Anything that has blood in there gets tossed in there. And he ends up with a huge pile of stuff that's so, tossed in on top of his parents' bodies. All of the evidence is in one room. Literally. <laughs> In the biggest pile you ever wanted to see. Like, it's it takes oh, over the whole no. room. And the heads bleed. Yeah. So, there's That's bodies under there. And this all this stuff. And it takes him three hours to clean up, which is wow. not exactly what he anticipated. Um, but it takes him three hours to clean up. And he then goes and takes a shower and stares at his reflection in the mirror and laughs. Gross. Then Tyler puts on a long black t-shirt, black dickies, and black air forces. And his party pops off. No. So everybody starts showing up. And he tells people that he doesn't want anyone smoking inside because it's his parents' house. Oh my god. But... He's super anxious. He keeps clenching his fists. He keeps, like, uh, rubbing his hands together. He keeps touching his hair, as one does when they're on ecstasy. Yeah, I was going to say, he needed a pacifier at this yeah. point. He is rolling hard. Yeah. And so, around 11.30 p.m., a guy named Mike Young arrives to the party with a bunch of friends. Now, Mike is a popular guy. He's a jock. Like, he's the whole Varsity thing. football team. So, when Mike shows up, and people hear that Mike's at the party. More people. More people show up. So the party goes from 60 people to 100 people. Very quick. That's within 30 minutes. Holy, that's a lot of people. And Mike doesn't know Tyler or his friends, but he said that there was nothing else to do that night. And, you know, they're in Port St. Lucie. There's, it's not a kid town, Let honestly. me tell you, you made it to an eventful party. Yeah, you're... Oh, don't worry. They know. I'll tell you about it at the end. But they know they're at the party of the year. So they trash the house. They are putting out cigarettes on the wall, on the carpets, on the counters. There's burn marks everywhere. There's broken beer bottles. One kid actually went out and peed in the neighbor's lawn. There's, I mean, they, bed frames get destroyed in his brother Ryan's bedroom. And Tyler doesn't care about any of this. All he cares about is the noise levels. And he wants the noise levels to keep down because he doesn't want the cops to get called. (laughs) I wonder why. And so when people follow Tyler's one rule, which is to smoke outside, which obviously wasn't really happening because they were putting out cigarettes around the house, but they follow Tyler's one rule and smoke outside. Tyler goes outside and makes them come back in. And he's like, I actually don't care if you guys smoke in here. I don't want the cops getting called to come back in. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because let me tell you, smoking parties can get loud too. Yeah. (laughs) So then Mike Young is sitting on the couch and some, what he describes as a skater kid, comes over and he says the kid is just giggling and he tells him, I smell dead people. Ew. Ew. And Mike goes, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what? Do you, what? 
Like, he's like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, uh, like, this is why I didn't want to come over here is because Tyler's friends are so weird. <laughs> and, and his friend is like, oh, I don't know. It's just some people smoking or whatever. That's all. And like, just kind of brushes it off and walks away. Did he mean it? That's, that's the only account. Now, all of these stories, if you have heard um, other podcasts cover this story, a lot of these accounts are going to be the same because Rolling Stone, and I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but Rolling Stone did a very in-depth article about this where they interviewed all the kids at the party, got all oh. these different like one-liners and gotcha. things like that. So a lot of this information might sound familiar because everybody's using that same Rolling Stone article. Gotcha. It's so comprehensive. You don't need anything else. There, okay. there are other places I pulled from, but you really wouldn't need to. Unless you want to know, like, what happens in sentencing and all that kind of stuff. But for the actual party, yeah. Rolling Stones yeah. got it. <laughs> so the kids had turned one of the tables into a beer pong table, as you do at parties. As you do. And this just happened to be sat up right next to the family computer. Oh, okay. And so they're taking turns playing music on YouTube on the family computer. Oh. And everybody's like, God, this keyboard is just so Sticky. Ew. And it's covered, it's a white keyboard, it's covered in this brown sticky substance that everybody kind of dismisses as dried beer or dried no. soda or something like that. But on the ground oh. is a similar substance. So every time a ball bounces off the table <gasps> and lands in this sticky substance, the kids pick it up out of the gunk. And they go and they rinse it off in the sink and then they continue to play. Also, very important. You need a water cup when you're playing beer pong. If you, first of all, if, if you are not, else. not a water cup, all of your cups should be filled That's with water true. and That's you keep true. beer on the side. That's true. You do not play <laughs> with beer in the cups. Oh like, my gosh. If I have any, any no. underage college listeners who are playing this a different way, because these are things you learn as adults. If I have any underage or college-age <laughs> listeners, first of all, do not drink. Second, you don't play with the beer with the what you're drinking in the cups. No. No. It's, ew, that Ugh. is so gross. So they continue to play after they rinse it off with just some water. Ew. So it was enough that you could tell the ball went in it. Oh, it like got all over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I don't get, like, it, like, it takes a lot to make me wretch. And yeah. That's that's gross. It was not soda or beer for anybody who hasn't figured that out yet. <laughs> so Tyler periodically was getting asked where his parents were, and he was always giving a different answer. Mm. He would say they were in Georgia. They were in Orlando. At one point, he even told somebody that they didn't live there, and he owned the house <laughs> at the ripe old age of 17. And finally, somebody joked that he had killed his parents. Somebody had joked about Yeah, they were like, oh, he must have killed his parents or something like that to get away with this because they're going to be pissed when they get home, you know. Um, During all of this going on, there are two dogs in the house. Don't worry, none of the dogs are harmed. But there are two dogs in the house. It's a black lab named Sophie. She's missing throughout the party. And the family beagle, who is blind and deaf. Oh. And hides in one of the bedrooms, but that bedroom gets destroyed. This is the Ryan's bedroom. The bed frame gets cracked that the dog's hiding under. And a girl later finds the dog hiding in the shower. Aww. Tyler then goes on a beer run at 12.30 a.m. with his friend Mark Andrews and Ashley Gershman. 
and Mark is 21. And apparently there's nothing else for a 21-year-old to do than attend a 17-year-old's birthday party. Party with a 17-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Tyler obviously needs Mark to go on this beer run because Mark is 21. He has to buy it. Mm -hmm. But he tells Mark to buy just one case of beer. Which I'm like, that's not going to get you very far with 100 people. And so Mark goes into the store to buy the beer. And while him and, or while Tyler and Ashley are waiting in the car, Tyler casually mentions to Ashley that his dad has passed away. And Ashley doesn't know Tyler. So she's like, thinks that he meant like a long time ago. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they go on their beer run. They get back to the house. And basically the house is completely (laughs) crumbling down around them. Uh, at one point, or Tyler's watching, like, everything kind of, like, blow to pieces, and he's just, they said that he's, like, calm, blank-faced. Everybody kind of describes him as blank-faced, mm-hmm. which makes sense given what he's done, but also the ecstasy rolling and everything right, like that. Right, right, right. But he freaks out when one of the kids comes running in through the house carrying a mailbox over his head. <laughs> Sorry. And Tyler's like, where did you get that? And freaks out. And the kid's like, I got it from your neighbor's house. And Tyler's like, that's a felony. The cops are going to get called, blah, blah, blah. And, like, basically anything that's going to cause the cops to get called is Tyler's trigger. Yeah. And so a friend goes, takes the mailbox back to where it belongs or whatever. Tyler comes down or whatever. And, you know, with 100 people, there's only so many places to go. So at one point, a friend tries to go into the master bedroom because he thinks that people must be, like, hotboxing that area, right? Um, wait, but wait. I'm sorry. Who goes into the master bedroom? A friend. Okay. So one of the party goers. Oh, no, no. Tries to go in the master bedroom. But the door is locked. And he notices a black smear on the floor. It's about a <sighs> foot long underneath the door. And it looks like somebody had spilled some paint there and tried to wipe it up but didn't, Ooh. like, successfully wipe it up. And so he's like, all right, like, can't get in the bedroom. And he just, like, turns around and leaves. So then as Mark's friend, or as Tyler's friend, Mark, gets ready to leave, Tyler's like, can I talk to you for a second? Can we talk? Oh, no. And Mark's like, yeah, sure. And so they go outside and there's people standing around outside. And Tyler's like, get back in the house. I don't want the cops to get called. So he shoes everybody inside. And then once everybody's inside, he tells his friend Mark, he goes... Um, I've done something really, really bad. And Mark's like, well, it can't be that bad or whatever. He's like, no, it's really bad. Like, I'm probably going to go to prison, like, for life. And he's like, I killed someone. (sighs) And Mark says, dude, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. (laughs) Don't bring me into your bullshit. Literally the opposite of me. I would have been like, tell me. I know. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, this conversation never happened. But at the I'm same time, McDonald's. let me hit you. that record button really right. quick. Because I got a phone call I got to no make as soon shit. as I leave here. No shit. Oh, my God. So Mark's literally like, do not. I, I don't need to know. Don't tell me. And he leaves. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't get any of the Whoa. story. He literally tells Tyler, like, oh, uh, 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 stop. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't want to know. Sh- sh- no. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> like, taps over, or like, what are they, like, swipes over his mouth. Like, yep, no. just closes his mouth. Like, no, don't. Pets him. <laughs> so Mark leaves, none the wiser, except that Tyler's killed somebody. 
So then Tyler tells another friend there that he's going to kill himself because he's done something really, really bad. And his friend is like, eh, it can't be that bad. And that's kind of like the end of the conversation. He's coming down that eat that at that point. He wants, he's telling everybody. Like, yeah. there's so many opportunities here where somebody could have been like, yeah, like, maybe we need help. Also, you could have, like, just not killed your parents. <laughs> that's an option. That was a choice. Yep. Yep. So then he tells another friend that he thinks he's going to go away for, like, 60 years. He just says, I'm going away. And it's probably going to be, like, for 60 years. And his friend isn't, like, to where? Like, (laughs) why? And he's, like, I've done something really, really bad. Or, no. He said, or she's, like, why? And he goes, you'll find out tomorrow. And she's like, all right. Going on a sick vacation. I love this. This is my song. Gotta go, Tyler. Like, <laughs> nobody's like, what What do you mean, bro? And so around 1 a.m., Tyler's friend, Mike Mandel. Okay. Is getting ready to leave. And Tyler says, Mike, Michael, mm-hmm. we've talked MM, the name that you all were supposed to remember at the beginning, <laughs> says, can you come outside with me? And so he looks at Michael and he says, I killed my parents. Oh, he didn't even give him a chance to be like, shh, baby, don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, it's going to be okay. Damn, you just told him? Yeah, and Michael's like, yeah, bro, I don't don't believe you. Which, if I were Michael and I looked at what was happening to my parents, his parents' house right then, I'd be like, yeah, that's the only way you're getting away with this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't believe you, dude. And he goes, look around you. The signs are everywhere. And they're standing outside, and Michael realizes that both of his parents' cars are parked in the driveway. Oh. And he was like, oh. And so he's like, you still don't believe me? Go check the garage. So Michael goes and looks in the garage where he sees a bloody shoe print on the floor. And Michael's like, <coughs> out of here. Just like the leaving. I, it says just a bloody shoe print. Okay. In the garage, which I'm like, did you put the hand? Probably surprise or the claw hammer or something. Well, he grabbed the claw hammer out of the garage, killed his parents, then dumped it in the bedroom. So something else took him back out in the garage. Yeah, just during cleanup or something. Yeah. So Mike gets the heck out of the garage. But then Tyler, like, feels the need to seal the deal. So he takes Michael (gasps) back to his parents' bedroom. No. And he unlocks the door and he opens it. And Michael sees the mountain of blood-soaked towels, dining room chairs, all of the different things that have been thrown in there. And then he sees Blake's white leg sticking out of the pile. Right. And Tyler tells him everything that's happened right down to him turning around and laughing in the mirror when he gets out of the shower. Oh, my gosh. So Michael runs out of the room. Witnesses say that he looks deranged and he keeps looking over his shoulder. But then he stays at the party. No. He stays at the party for another 45 minutes and even poses to take a selfie with Tyler. And says the reason that he takes a selfie with Tyler is because he knows it's going to be the last photo he takes with his friend. Not a good reason. And not a good reason to stay 45 minutes. Also, don't want that photo. No. Your fault for not taking photos the last 17 years. Like, you had the opportunity. You don't need one from that night. That's just like... I really want a photo of the night that you killed your parents and we all sat in the house with the bodies to remember this moment by. 
45 minutes after knowing? Yeah. it's And it's not the last photo with your friend. It's a photo to commemorate you being at a house party with dead bodies. And not even just after knowing, but seeing the dead bodies. Yeah. And you're like, cool. Crime scene's being contaminated. Let's roll. Surprised he didn't crouch down and take a picture with the bodies. Dumbass. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But then right before he leaves... He takes the 10 Percocet pills that Tyler had set aside to commit suicide with, and he hides them. So one good deed done. And then he leaves. Around 2 a.m., somebody comes into the house and announces that another party is being thrown. This is at, I think they said it was Mike Young, the jock, his neighbor's house Uh, or whatever. So everybody takes off for the new location. They all pile in their cars. They take off for the new location. Tyler's pissed. Yeah. Comes running out of the house. He bangs on somebody's car window. And he's like, where's the fuck everybody going? And they're like, yeah, there's a new party, bro. Like, we're out of here. Yep. Tyler's like, okay. And he was like super defeated, super disappointed. And the cars pull out and they're super loud and noisy about it. And so a neighbor's finally fed up and she calls the cops. And she's like, I'm so sick of this house party that's going on. And so two officers show up. And there's still about 20 people at the house when they get there, down from 100. And Tyler tells everybody to be quiet. And he answers the door and he talks to the two officers, God knows what about. And the officers leave. No. Yeah. Because at that point, there's not 100 people there. Right. But they are kids. Like. Yeah. But they don't know. Like, they at that point, Tyler's the only one that's come to the door. And they don't have a warrant to enter. No, but they... But can't they get, like, MPs or something? Like, minors in possession of alcohol? Only if they know that there's alcohol. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I don't know how that works. I've never been busted in an underage party like that, so I don't Neither know. Neither have I. Liar. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember my friend got an MP, um, and she was, like, devastated by it. It, like, rocked her. She was so upset about it. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. (laughs) So in the U.S., a minor under the age of 21, if they're caught drinking or with alcohol, they can get a minor in possession. That's it. I mean. And what does that mean? Like, what happens I mean, you get a slap on the wrist and probably You pay a fine or something? Yeah, it's either fine or some community service. Yeah. It's it's really the troubles, uh, the the parents that get, you know, slap on the hand. I don't know. I felt like it was kind of a badge of honor for most people (laughs) if they got an MP. That's true, too. That's true. Don't do it, kids. You're one of the cool kids, and I apparently was not. <laughs> I was not a cool kid. Look at me now. <laughs> uh, I was just the young kid in college. I was too. My birthday was always last. Okay, so cops leave. That's where we. Right, yes. right. Cops, cops leave. leave. So the other party turns out to be a bust. Like, there's nobody there. It wasn't actually a party. Somebody had said it was, and it wasn't, actually. So, in fact, the lights were off. People were in bed. It was a, it was the exact opposite of a party. <laughs> so, everybody was like, all right, back to Tyler's no! house. No! No way! Yep. So, they go back to Tyler's house, and people are there until, like, four-something in the morning. Somebody said they left at, like, three-something. Tyler was, like, making a sandwich in the kitchen or whatever. Um, but everybody doesn't clear out around until about four then Tyler, at 4.40 a.m., posts on Facebook, party at my house again, hit me up. Like, just keep it going. He was going to keep it going as many days as he could. His plan was to party until he got caught. Damn. But as he posted this Facebook post, 
What he doesn't know is that cops are actually sitting outside his house right then and there. Because Michael Mandel had left the party oh, and he had called oh, the Crime Stoppers right. hotline. Wait, what? Wait, what? Not 911. He called Crime Stoppers. <laughs> I don't know. What's the Crime Stoppers hotline? I was like, did you go home and Google it first? Or like, how did that, what was the logic there? I mean, it makes sense. They're like, let's stop a crime. I think, but I think the reason he did Crime Stoppers is because he could report it anonymously. Ah. Although we all know who it was now. I mean, yeah. Yep. We all know. So he, the, he had left an anonymous tip on the Crime Stoppers hotline and said, went to this party at this guy, Tyler Hadley's house. This is the address. He says he kills his parents. Don't believe me that I was there. I have a picture with him. I can prove to you I was there. Yep. You got a <laughs> selfie. Yeah. And so police were dispatched to the Hadley house at 4.32 a.m. And they had arrived right as Tyler was posting this Facebook update. And so they ran the plates of the three cars in the driveway, which were registered to Tyler and his parents. Okay. And then when officers approached the house, they could hear somebody talking inside. So the officer, like, crouches down. And he looks in the window and he sees Tyler pacing back and forth in the living room, talking to himself. Oh. And he says he has a very disturbed look on his face. He wasn't blinking. His eyes were super wide. And he was grabbing stacks of books and carrying them back to the bedroom over and over and over again. Weird. While talking to himself. And so the officer knocked and rang the doorbell and there's no answer. And then he watches through the window as Tyler goes and walks around the house and turns off all the lights. And then Tyler comes back to the door and answers the door. Which, if somebody went and was talking to themselves and then turned off the lights and then came to answer no. the door, I'd be like, ah, see no. ya, bye, no, no, yeah. no. Back up, please. Not, not, not today. No. Say, not today. <laughs> but... That is what our men in blue are paid to do. So Tyler opens door, and at this point, he's wearing black shirt, a uh, black shirt and black shorts, and he has his hand hidden behind his back. Uh oh. So officers draw their guns, and they tell him to show his hands and step out. He has no weapons. They cuff him, and they ask if any adults are home, and he says no. And he said, "I know I'm going to Road Rock, which is the county jail." Oh, okay. So just take me there. Oh, okay, dude. Let's go. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, we're going to leave you to sit here, and then we're going to go inside and see what's going on. Oh, Which I was like, damn, they just, like, left him sitting yeah, there with handcuffs on. And so they go to walk in the house, and Tyler starts screaming at them. He's like, no, you can't go in there. You're not allowed in there. Um, and just trying to get them to, like, not go in the house. And so they walk in, and the house is trashed. I mean, absolutely trashed. They find the black lab. He's been locked in a closet, oh. but they let her she's been locked in a closet but they let her out okay um and they go back to the master bedroom and the door is locked but they see the blood on the, the floor substance. yeah the... they know it's blood right like they're not dumb 17 year olds they know <laughs> like what's this brown paint on the floor yeah that somebody must have tried to wipe up and didn't so they force the door open and they see the leg and they find the bodies Oof. of mary joe and blake hadley so that was around like 4.30 or 5-ish, give or take? Uh, it would have been around 4.45 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So a funeral for the Hadleys is held and it's attended by almost a thousand people. Dang. Ryan, their oldest son, shows up, obviously, and tells one of Tyler's friends that he's planning on visiting his brother that night, who's in jail at this point. 
because he says that's what his parents would want him to do. No. He says, they wouldn't want me to abandon them. I don't know what I'm going to say to him. I'll probably just sit there and cry. What would, what, I can't, I don't know. What would you say? That takes an enormous amount of strength. I know as of 2020, was it 2021? Recently, Ryan filed an injunction to stop Tyler from getting any of his parents' inheritance because it technically would go to both boys. So he has filed something to stop that. I don't know what the progress is on that, but he had filed something to stop that from happening. But it sounds like he, at this point, was determined to do what his parents would want him to do and be a brother to his brother. Right. Which, the more power to you, because if my brother did that, I would be like, (laughs) bye. Right. But. Away the key. Yep. Tyler... Uh, as he got older, blamed pills, uh, anti-anxiety, and antidepressants that he had been prescribed that he was abusing with other substances, obviously. But he says it's the fault of the pills that he was taking and not the fact that he was abusing them and mixing them with things that he shouldn't be that caused the issue in the first place. Mm. Um, an inmate testified that Tyler had been planning the party and the murders at least three weeks prior to it happening. An inmate had testified that? Yeah, because he would talk about it. Like, he would go into jail. He went into jail and was just like... He said that he was famous in jail. Like, his his story went worldwide, and he was a celebrity, basically. Okay. So an inmate testified that Tyler had told everybody that he'd been sure. planning the party at least three weeks in advance, but others said that he had been planning to do it after his brother moved out, which had been six weeks prior. Oh, wow. So he'd been planning it for a while. Which directly went against the defense's argument that it was the pills that just made him do a spur of the moment. He just snapped. Um, Tyler received quite a bit of fan mail in jail, and he signed his letters as Hambo or Hammer Time. I know. Which shows just an enormous amount of remorse. Doesn't it? I can't. But... Jail has its own hierarchy with certain things, so he has suffered several jumpings and beatings since he's gotten in there. People aren't a huge fan of him. In jail, he did earn his GED, um, but while he was waiting for sentencing, obviously, there was quite a few things that happened with different laws and things like that. His age prevented him from being sentenced to death, and he, when he was on trial, he did say that he was remorseful. But he is often described as being expressionless, um, not showing any type of emotion whatsoever. Like outwardly. Yeah. He'd said that he, quote unquote, took responsibility for his actions. But then he told, when he testified, he said, um, he told, or I don't know that he testified, but he told his friend Michael Mendel, make no mistake, you're the reason I'm in jail. And blamed Michael no, for him being in jail. Absolutely bullshit. Yeah. I mean, maybe why you're in why you were in jail so fast. Yeah. And but... that that sorry, it wasn't him testifying, but when he was asked about how he felt towards his friend Michael, he was like, I've forgiven him, blah blah blah. I know that this was like my actions or whatever, but it's your fault I'm in jail. No. No. In 2014, Michael was sentenced to life in prison without parole. He got two life sentences that he was supposed to serve consecutively. He pled no contest at that time, um, and the charge was two counts of first-degree murder with a weapon. In 2014, his legal team, like literally right after sentencing, won an appeal, and the fourth court district overturned his sentence because they said the court did not consider the the correct alternative to a life sentence, 
which means the Supreme Court had previously determined that life sentences without parole could not be handed down to people that were under the age of 18, as this was considered cruel and unusual punishment. So basically, the Supreme Court had decided that. So the fourth court overturned his conviction of life without parole because they said since he's under the age of 18, this cannot be his sentence. Right. So in 2018... Tyler's attorney requested a 40-year sentence to be served concurrently, which means at the same time. And the judge said, hell no. 40, no. He said, if Tyler Hadley does not get the life sentence, then who deserves that? Right. So he upheld the original sentence of life, but he did say the life sentences would be served concurrently instead of consecutively, which his judge, his lawyer was like, that's a win. And I'm like, do you guys not understand like what life means? Exactly. But the reason it's different is because he, with the new sentencing, it's not without parole. His case will be automatically reviewed 25 years after the original crime. Mm. So... If he was to be released after 25 years on one charge, then the other sentence would then kick in and that one would have to be served out. So since they're being done concurrently, it would be reviewed in 25 years for both. So he could be released as early as him being 42 years old, which will probably never happen. They said he still, even in 2018, was not showing any type of remorse for anything. Yeah. Uh, he is serving his sentence at Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Yep, that's how I decided it's pronounced. Okeechobee <laughs> Correctional Institution in Florida. And the house of the infamous party was demolished in 2015. Okay. Now, when his friends were interviewed for the Rolling Stone article, uh-huh. his the Mike guy, Mike Young or whatever, was like, I was like, damn, brother, that's creepy as hell. I can't believe we partied last night when there were dead people. And said that after he did his interview, he got 30 new Facebook requests for oh people God. that wanted to be his friend. No, no, they were no. like, I've seen you in the news, bro. And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. That was oh, literally no, his quote. No, no. Another one of his friends tried to blame his parents for it happening and said that what? he was that he was just broken because they just put so much pressure on him and he was always getting in trouble and he just, like, he snapped. Like, he just couldn't, like, live up to, like, their expectations for him. Girl, that's not going to age well. Yeah. I'm going to do all the voices. Yeah. Okay, so that was Mike. That was <laughs> another friend. Um, and then the 16-year-old cheerleader who was at the party, she was like, I wasn't upset when I heard... <laughs> I wasn't, like, scared or disgusted. It's not like I knew him personally. I was just in awe. <laughs> I can't. And then the final interviewee who was Adam S- or Anthony Snook, who was actually the guy that tried to open the door to get into the parents' right? bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't say his name at the time, but that's who it is. When he found out about the murders, he thought to himself, wow, I just went to the party of a lifetime. It's messed up what he did, but 20 years from now, I'll be able to say that I was there. I hate Port St. Lucie, but that's kind of cool. (laughs) That 
only can I count with your voices, but also their quotes are terrible. They're like, they're 17 and 16. Like, they are obviously a bunch of children. That's just an awe. No. And, and he's like, girl. I was at the party of a lifetime. Like, I, I can say that I was at the Hadley house partying with dead bodies. No. That's so cool. Awesome, bro. <laughs> oh, no. If anybody follows Drew Afoya on uh, TikTok, you'll know that sound. But she's amazing. Just, like, plug. She's the best. So that is the story of Tyler Hadley. You know, I, I, and we've been laughing a lot through this, but it's because it's teenagers and their perspective on all this is just... Yeah, it's not to make light of what happened teenagers. to his parents because it's terrible. But, I but it does show the immaturity. Yes. And I am so glad that it didn't turn into, like, Weekend at Bernie's type shit because that... If it had carried on for days and as loose-lipped as Tyler was, everybody would have known. And it's like, at what point is one of these people going to step up and do the right thing? Luckily, his friend Michael did it. But Eventually. But listen, they all think it was cool to be there partying with dead bodies. And I'm like, so how long was this going to go on? Yeah. Like, they, it shows just how long it really takes the brain to fully develop. Right. Also, not a really great commentary on the Florida public school system. <laughs> yeah, but but wow, I'm I'm glad he. But that's so odd that he called Crime Stoppers. I see now why. Like, why did you stay there an extra forty five minutes? I have yeah. so many questions for Michael. I have a lot of questions for all of them. That's true, but for Michael, I'm like, why did you stay and party like another hour or so? Yeah, and take a picture. Is there a picture of that? Oh yes. There is. Is there I'll, a selfie of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I need Tyler's to holding that. up a, a a solo cup. Oh no! And they like they look like they're really po- like they're really hard, you know, like they're oh, tough guys. No, this is so awkward. Honestly, like I I'm I don't mean to make <sighs> such jokes of it because it's no. like it doesn't do justice to Mary Joe and Blake, but the content is really there when we're talking about right. a bunch of high schoolers, and that's what and that's what it is. It's just high schoolers and. They don't understand the gravity of what just what they inadvertently were a part of. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, the, the lack of maturity is just really glaring. Tyler's the one with the the cup. Let me see. And then that's Michael. Oh, you know what? For some reason, I was imagining Tyler to be the short guy. This is the bedroom, though. Oh, there's pictures of the bedroom. There's pictures of everything. No way. Oh my gosh, wait, I need to get closer and see that. These pictures of the bedroom will be on oh, yeah, there's members, guys. Yes, because... so I will post uh, oh crime scene photos because there's so many crime scene photos. Um, I will post those on the Murder Lovers Facebook group. Tyler's selfie with his friend will go on all platforms. Um, but... Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of crime scene photos, so all that kind of stuff will go in the Facebook group because that all this gets a little bit like, more. Like, this is a to- in the bedroom. It looks like a tornado ripped through. Yeah, the house is absolutely destroyed. Well, the room alone is just it's terrible. He literally threw everything in there. What was he cleaning up with? Well, I mean, literally, look at back spray, back spray. Anything that gets touched is going no, in there. Oh, that's whoa! That's funny. Not funny. That's interesting. Did you see? There's a People magazine in there. That has a McCain. McCann. Oh. Madeline McCann. Yeah. Not 
John what McCain. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Madeline McCain. Yeah. Let's see what else is in this. In yeah, these it's pictures. wild. There's calendars. There's all kinds of magazines. Oh, so he was just literally throwing anything that got any of the backstory. He wasn't even cleaning it. He was just throwing it in there. Yeah. There's a wooden spoon in there and cups and bowl. Well, and, like, all the dining room chairs would have been sitting right next to her when she got hit. So, like, anything that got her blood, I guess he decided to move. Oh, was he a Boy Scout? Maybe. Yeah, I think he was a Boy Scout. Yeah, you're right. He could have had a bright future. And just... Although uh... I've known a few Boy Scouts and that didn't turn out well for them. <laughs> Actually, there is a case about a kid that was a Boy Scout, like... Uh, had made it all the way through and was, like, in his teens as part of Boy Scouts, which I don't know what they're considered at that age, Eagle Scouts or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a serial killer. A serial killer? Yeah, maybe we'll cover that one. Because he was doing it as a teenager. I know. I'm interested to see if there's... The hammer? Yeah. There's a picture of the hammer. Oh, my gosh. That is a large hammer. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like a standard claw hammer. Sorry, guys. I'm deep into pictures now. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's and his wild. Dad, his dad was a... A, a big know, man. A big man. Yeah. So I can't believe he took him down. Yeah, a lot of people were like, how did he overpower him? I thought I remembered some theory about like him working out and... I don't remember Before what all went this, into it. Like yeah, and it was like... Meditation. He had been working out and was kind of like depleted on energy and... Some I don't remember what all was involved with that, but anyway. I was just trying to see if there was more pictures from the party that people had posted. Because, I mean, 2011, that wasn't Instagram yet, but... No. Well... Maybe, but it not... It had just started, but people right. were mostly taking pictures of their food. Man, that's... I mean, I think I'd heard of the story before, but not to this extent. So... Damn. Party of a lifetime. This is all, this is Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. The what the Florida is built right into this one. Yeah, the whole episode is a what the Florida. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Um, I do have a recommendation before we let you guys go, though. Yeah. If you guys like thriller movies, I know that you're not much of a horror fan. I don't do horror, but I do thriller. But thriller. So on Hulu, there's a movie called No Exit. Mm -hmm. And it was the thriller in mid-February that I didn't know I needed. I just, it was on the front page and I was like, cool, whatever, let's watch it. It was just like a, you know, background kind of movie. And yeah. then instantly I was hooked. It has Dennis Haysbert. It says a college student on her way home from visiting her mother gets stuck with a group of people at a mountain rest stop during a blizzard. Mm -hmm. And she sees a kidnapped kid in a van and then she's trying to figure out who in the rec center with her is the kidnapper. Like, who the van belongs to. And it's awesome. All 10 right. out of 10. Definitely recommend No Exit on Hulu. It's not going to, like, scare me? No, but there is, like, two good gaspable moments. Okay. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. All Definitely right. blood, but That's not fine. gory. Okay, perfect. Yep. I will do it. Yes. Cool. And I think that's it for now. Thanks for that episode. Thanks for mm -hmm. the Tyler Hadley story. Yeah, I actually ended up enjoying telling it more than I thought just because I could do the teenage impressions and that really like, kind of made my day. 
They were really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing I love more than a dumb teenager. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that was good. Thank okay. you. If you guys would like to follow us on social media or Patreon or anything like that, you can find it in the show notes. So if you just like click the little, the button that gives you the show description, I've listed our Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, TikTok, all of those groups down in the description. My blood type. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My mother's maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Bye. <laughs>